Oh, are you Muslim? Like say alhamdulillah. So does that mean you're Islamic? You must memorize the Quran. Wait, so you don't drink? Make sure you wake up for fajr. Are you going to marry your cousin? Don't say that. That's haram. Not even water. Tighten your hijab. What about pepper? What about pepper? What happens if he sees your ankle? It's kind of like we're stuck between two worlds. Welcome, my friends, to Muslim in the Middle. My name is Yaz, and this podcast is all about what it means to live an Islamic life in the West, the joys, the struggles, and everything in between. Now, it is a pleasure to have you join us today, so let's dive right in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And what's up guys, welcome to episode 6 of Muslim in the Middle I hope you're all doing well, thanks again for tuning in, I really appreciate it I hope you're finding some some real value and benefit from the show uh, As always guys, a couple of reminders before we get into the episode First things first, uh, info at musliminthemiddle.com Email me with all your stories, your experiences You know, it could be, uh, could be anything, it could be stories of joy, triumph, struggles, challenges, funny stories, absurd stories Whatever you like uh, you know, anything related to your experience as a Muslim in a predominantly Western country, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm sure that if the experience has been important to you or it's taught you a lot, then it may also be beneficial to others listening in as well. So write in, share your stories, uh, help us build a community of like-minded people here. And uh, of course, if you want to keep yourself anonymous, feel free. Uh, if you want to share your name and your social media handles, you can do that too. It's completely up to you. And a second reminder to say that if you are enjoying the show so far, if you're liking the content and you want to see more, please let us know with a five-star rating and review. Uh, help us get onto the uh, new and noteworthy section of Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you can leave a review over on Spotify or Google Podcasts as well, feel free. Um, you know, Ultimately, so that more people can find the show and, and find benefit from what we're discussing here. <clears throat> okay, so let's get into it. Uh, so this week, I was listening to a lecture from Dr. Omar Suleiman. Uh, now, I usually never really listen to this guy's stuff that much, um, and not for any particular reason. I just, I guess I just haven't. He's this uh, American scholar who founded the Yaqeen uh, Institute of, of Islamic Research um, in the States. Um, but I'll tell you what, you know, he's got some great content out there. Um, you can find a lot of his stuff on YouTube, um, some very powerful reminders to listen to every now and then. So may Allah reward him for his efforts. Um, you know, he's, he's, doing, uh, he's doing good work. So um, I came across one of his talks on YouTube, and, and to start things off, um, he was talking about how time is going by so quickly, subhanAllah, like the weeks, the months, the years are just flying by. Now, if you're anything like me, you always think about ways to uh, increase your charitable acts, right? You always think about ways in which you can invest your time more productively for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, ways to garner more blessings in your in your own life, I guess. And Again, speaking for myself here, my mind usually goes to these big acts of charity, like properly donating my time to a good cause, like, um, you know, something like distributing hot meals to the less fortunate, um, or volunteering at a local masjid, or, or whatever it might be, right? And look, while that's awesome, and, you know, I still appreciate the idea of, of doing something like that, and I feel like if you can do something like that, you know, definitely, uh, definitely do. Um, but I, I guess I keep forgetting that it doesn't have to be that big, right, in order to uh, do good work for Allah, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, I don't have to restrict myself to bigger acts of charity like that in order to gather blessings in my own life. Um, subhanallah, I mean, Allah makes it easy for us to, to rack up the uh, the barakah, rack up the blessings in our own life, right? Any small deed, any small good deed can be a blessing, right? And we have so much unused time on our hands. 
Um, I mean, like I said, time is just flying by, right? I start working on Monday and before I know it, I'm getting whisked away and, you know, the stress or the productivity of work and I'm just doing my thing. But before I know it, the weekend has arrived and I relax for a bit. I don't do a whole lot. You know, maybe I see some friends, I chill out. Um, and then Monday has arrived again, right? And throughout this entire time, like the whole week, this idea of doing more, getting out there and actually being more charitable, you know, it occupies my thoughts, but nothing ever really eventuates, you know? Um, but my point is that there are always ways that we can still do charitable acts, I guess, in our own time that don't involve as much energy um, or effort as we think, right? So today I want to relay some of those ideas to you guys, okay? So a big shout out to Dr. Omar Suleiman for giving this talk originally. You know, what I say today may in effect just be, I guess, a, a, rep, a you know, repetition or a regurgitation um, of what he was saying, but I still think that it's good to relay the same message to a different audience to ensure that it gets to deliver to as many as people as, as possible, right? So here we go. So there are seven ways that he mentioned that we can increase our blessings um, in our often already occupied or, or what you could call in-between time. You know, like maybe you have an hour or so uh, when you get home from work, when you're not doing anything, uh, maybe, you know, you're just sitting on your phone or, or whatever. You might uh, maybe have some time on the weekend that's not spent doing a whole lot, you know, even an extra half an hour in the morning before school or before work or, or whatever, where you might be able to get something done as well, right? So the first way that the doc talks about is um, is becoming a morning person, right? Now, the prophet, peace be upon him, he was a morning person, and, and that was for a particular reason, right? Okay, it wasn't by accident or unintentional that he loved the morning time. Um, so I guess there's this hadith, right? And I won't quote the hadith because I'm not certain on exactly what was said, so I don't want to sort of mislead anyone. But in essence, it's said that the prophet, peace be upon him, loved the morning time and that anything he did, I guess, on a personal level, or anything that, uh, you know, he commanded of his ummah, of his nation and the people around him, it was done so at the beginning of the day. And that after praying Fajr, you know, what would follow was thikr of Allah, like his remembrance of Allah, and all the work to be done for the day following that. So Allah blesses this time, right? Now, for myself, I've prayed Fajr on times, on time, sorry, um, you know, more times this year than I have previously, which is a step in the right direction, you know, alhamdulillah, but uh, inshallah, I can get the strength to continue this habit and really make it stick because that's the thing that I struggle with most at this point. Um, but my point is, is that whenever I do wake up early, right, whenever I do wake up a fajr on time and actually pray and stuff, man, do I feel good. I mean, even though it's like icy cold in the morning, it's really dark out, it's silent, but there's just something about it, man. SubhanAllah, like you can actually feel the goodness in the air. You feel like, you know, not only are you getting more done with your day, but there's this sense of like peace almost that for the most part, the world, the rest of the world hasn't gotten up yet. And this, there's this kind of like eerie sort of silence that, you know, where you, you're very aware that you're alone and that no one else is with you except Allah. And so for me, I get this kind of like hyper awareness of my deen, right? This, this, this hyper awareness of my relationship with Allah and it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And it's awesome, man. It really is. Now, you know, inshallah, if I could just get myself to do this every morning by default and not be such a slacker, <laughs> um, that would be, that would be amazing. And so inshallah, I get the strength to do that. So okay, so that's number one, right? Becoming a morning person, it's a blessed time throughout the day. Um, and obviously, you know, waking up to pray Fajr on time has enormous blessings in and of itself. But beyond that, that time of the day itself just carries blessings. And if you, you know, if you let yourself feel it, there's a certain quality to the air that allows you to strengthen your remembrance of Allah. Okay, so that's number one. <clears throat> now, number two, second thing is avoiding sin. Now, obviously, this is easier said than done, right? We are by, by you know, by nature, sinful creatures. And, and by design, Allah has made us imperfect, all right? We all sin every day, whether we notice it or not. But when you do sin, you're taking away the blessings that you've otherwise earned, 
right? When you do sin, that you're diminishing that lightness uh, that Allah has bestowed upon you, that purity within you, okay? Now, most of us are aware of our own sins, right? And if we're doing something haram or, or wrong or whatever, chances are that we are somewhat aware of it, um, you know, deep down, but perhaps we choose to ignore it or diminish its significance or its importance or whatever. But we can actually increase our blessings simply by recognizing these sins and exercising our efforts to avoid engaging engaging in them, okay? Now, <clears throat> this could be as something as simple as, as cursing or, you know, swearing, right? Um you know, swearing, cursing, dropping an F-bomb, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, if you can make a point to be mindful of your cursing, to be mindful of each time you swear or curse, or you, and, and you actually make a conscious effort to refrain from using a nasty word like that, to refrain from that kind of speech, I mean, that in and of itself goes a long way. And you might think, oh man, it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's not like Allah will be over the moon with me from stopping myself from swearing once or twice. But trust me, man, I mean, when, when you're engaging in a bad habit for so long without giving it a second thought, and then for some reason, you become more aware of it and you actually take measures and actions, any effort whatsoever to now avoid committing that sin. That is not lost on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's not lost on him. I mean, he sees everything that you do. And that action that you've taken to correct yourself, no matter how small or insignificant you think it might be, that's recognized and valued by Allah. And you will enhance your blessings because of that, right? Truly. So like I said, it doesn't have to be some sort of big, overwhelming act for you to increase the blessings in your life. It can literally be you stopping yourself from using a, a, a bad word or a nasty word during conversation, regular conversation with your friends or whatever. I mean, that's a fantastic step in the right direction. So don't think that it's not worthy enough because, you know, it certainly is. Okay. Now, number three, spending time with your family. Now, when I heard this during uh, Dr. Suleiman's presentation, I, <laughs> I kind of chuckled to myself because... It's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, right? Now, if you're my generation or you're a little bit younger, uh, maybe early to mid-20s or even if you're a teenager, um, you might often justify to yourself that you have other more important things to do with your time than to just sit around with your family, right? And in your head, it's not a malicious thing. I mean, you're probably just thinking, well, you know, I've got a lot of work to do or I have a lot of study to do. Um, I'm not going to sacrifice that just to sit around on the couch with my parents or my siblings or whatever. Um, or, you know, I have an appointment or a dinner with a friend of mine that we booked weeks ago. You know, we booked it well in advance. Uh, my parents are fine. I see them all day, every day anyway. It's, it's not, a bit, not a big deal. And I hear you. I mean, trust me, right? As somebody who still lives with my parents, I often feel that way too. I think to myself, I mean, come on, I see them enough as it is. Like, what do you want from me? <laughs> um, but lately, subhanAllah, like even before listening to this uh, lecture, I've been trying to be more mindful of spending time with my parents in particular, right? Not just my family, but like my parents. So, my parents are getting older, my dad's getting closer to retirement, and I've been more mindful of spending more time with both of them, right? And in the past, like on a weekend, I would have jumped at the opportunity to go out with some friends on a Friday or a Saturday night. You know, in my head, I think it's fine. I see my parents during the week. They won't care. I just want to get out of the house. They'll understand. But these days, I find that it's not as easy a decision, right? Like I will actually think to myself, have I seen my dad enough this week? Like he's been getting home from work kind of late throughout the whole week. And, and when he does, I'm usually in my bedroom, either working on personal projects like this podcast, or maybe I'm just relaxing, watching Netflix or whatever. And so, because I haven't seen him much that week, perhaps I should spend more time with him downstairs on a Friday night. Maybe he's watching a movie or he's watching the footy or something. I'll sit with him. We can watch together. I'll keep him company and stuff. You know, I bet he'll like that. Or the same with my mom. Right? She might need some help uh, with a bit of housework every now and then. Like the other day, she asked me to move this uh, big piece of furniture so that she could clean behind it. And she's been asking me to move it for days, right? For quite a few days. And each time I kept putting it off just for no reason until she asked again. And I realized that I was just making excuses because I'm lazy, right? I mean, it would take two seconds 
So I just went ahead and I did it for her. In any case, I mean, it's the least that I could do, I guess, given how much she's done for me. She is my mother after all. Um, so that's number three, right? You spend more time with your family. There's a lot of blessings to be had in that um, on its own. Now, uh, number four, so acts of gratitude. Now, I like this one because, you know, you can literally do it all hours of the day, every day. I mean, it's very simple. Be thankful for everything that you have, right? And chances are, if you're listening to this on, a, on you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a pretty blessed life, alhamdulillah. Like, I mean, listening to this either on, you know, maybe on a, on a computer of some sort, a smartphone, a smart device, whatever. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry, just had to clear my throat. Um, so yeah, you, you might be listening to it on, on a smart device or, or, or whatever. And if you can afford that device, life must be relatively cushy, I guess, by say second or third world standards, if that makes sense. So throughout the day, we should try and make conscious efforts to remind ourselves of the blessings in our life, right? The ones that we can really appreciate as well as the ones that we can take for granted, right? So for instance, speaking for myself, my job, okay? I work in clinical trial research. Um, so it's not a job that I saw myself in growing up, not something that I necessarily am, you know, super passionate about or anything, but I do enjoy it. And it's a cause that I can get behind, you know, where we're improving patient lives and all that sort of stuff. And yes, to be fair, I often complain about it to myself throughout the week. You know, if things get stressful or maybe they get intense during the day or whatever it might be. But the fact is, it's a good job. It pays well. It's super flexible. I have a great manager. And honestly, it's a pretty great gig if you list out everything sort of on paper. So when I remind myself of this, I feel better. You know what I mean? I feel blessed. Like, it's a good job. And a lot of people, you know, they can't afford can't afford a meal on the table, let alone, you know, a, a six-figure income. So, alhamdulillah, like I'm doing all right. Now, uh, another example, the house that I live in, as I mentioned earlier, I live with my parents, um, my family home, you know, um, and it's a beautiful two-story house, lots of room to move around, uh, something I take for granted every single day. But, you know, what can I do to strengthen my baraka in this life, right? I can remind myself that others aren't as fortunate. That even in Sydney alone, you have entire families with like four or five children crammed into a two-bedroom apartment or something, right? I mean, that's a very real situation for a lot of families out there. And here I am, a big, beautiful bedroom all to myself. Alhamdulillah, man. So things like that, you know what I mean? It could be anything in your life. Any blessing that you can remind yourself of, you be mindful of and and you reap the rewards, right? You practice gratitude as much as you can throughout your day. Okay, number five. Uh, this is the daily recitation of the Quran. Now, this one for many people is a little bit harder, right? For, for myself, for example, I don't read Arabic, right? I can, I can barely speak it, to be fair. Um, but there's all sorts of apps out there now with these transliterated or translated copies of the Quran. And I, by that, I mean, they spell out the Quran in English phonetics so that you can actually read it in English, but you're saying it in, in actual Arabic, right? Now, look, right off the bat, no one is expecting you, you know, no one isn't expecting anyone to read entire surahs in one sitting. Certainly not the larger ones, like say, you know, surah, surah al-Baqarah or anything like that. But, you know, if you start off with an ayah a day, just one portion of one verse of the Quran every day, and when you wake up even, I mean, you pull out your phone, I'm sure a lot of you do that anyway, to flick through social media or your emails or whatever, for like 15 to 20 minutes before you actually roll out of bed, right? So instead of social media, you know, bust open a Quran app, read an ayah, hop out of bed, or even read the ayah, and then you can still check your socials as well, right? Like, in this day, there's not a ton of excuses. <laughs> SubhanAllah, man, like, technological advances have made things so easy for us. Um, and there's an abundance of apps out there that actually provide you with uh, the translated Quran if you need it, right? Like, you read a line, 
You don't have to memorize it even. You just read it, you understand it, you absorb it, think on it for a moment or two. Um, and that in itself is a great deed, mashallah. And for those of you, um, you know, and for, and for that, you'll, you'll reap the benefits and the blessings that Allah has ordained for, for you. So, look, if you're overwhelmed, I guess, by the complexity of the Quran, right? Maybe some of you are listening to this, well, I don't, know, I don't even know where to start. Start off with the smaller surahs at the end, right? I mean, that's where I begin in memorizing and reciting Quran. Um, I went from the end, so like Surah Al-Nas, Al-Falaq, Al-Ikhlas, and so on and so forth. Now, no one is expecting you to be a scholar right away, right? Um, but all it takes is just reading a little bit every day. And I tell you what, if you're anything like me, you might go through an entire year where you've barely read any Quran, right? But even reading like one ayah a day in the morning after you wake up or, you know, during your lunch break or uh, after work or right before bed or whatever it might be, you do that every day. That's 365 ayahs a year. I mean, there's only 286 ayahs in, in Surah Al-Baqarah. So you go through that and and you've read the entire surah, right? Now you might be thinking, well, yeah, I mean, that's one surah in a whole year, <laughs> It's not that great. But look, I'm sure it's better than what most of you are doing right now, right? I mean, it's definitely better than what I'm doing. Um, you know, again, I'm making assumptions about the rest of you, but you get what I'm saying. So, so yeah, dude, read the Quran. Just a little bit goes, you know, a little bit every day goes a long way. And that wasn't supposed to rhyme, but it did. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, so number six. Number six is to incorporate thikr into your daily life. What do I mean by this? Uh, thikr means to stay mindful of Allah, um, of remembrance of Allah as much of as much as possible in your daily life, right? So are you working, you know, typing away at a computer? La ilaha illallah. Are you exercising, you're working out at the gym? La ilaha illallah. Cooking, cleaning, socializing, anything you're doing, incorporate your remembrance of Allah. Stay mindful of Allah. Stay mindful of your creator as you go about your life. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, La ilaha illallah, MashaAllah, SubhanAllah, glorify Allah, even in the smallest or trivial of acts throughout your day, right? These phrases that I'm, I'm saying, all of them are to glorify and praise Allah. So the, the more often that you can say them, regardless of whatever you're doing, I mean, as long as you're not doing something haram, right? You know, unless, of course, you're saying it to help you stop doing the thing that you're doing, but normal things, right? Throughout your day, like I said, cooking, cleaning, working, studying, whatever it might be. Praise Allah as much as you can. Stay mindful of Him and keep Him on your mind and, and the blessings bestowed upon you will be abundant, right? And I think this is a great one to do because it's, it's something that's simple enough. It can be done at any time throughout your day. Uh, if you're a Western, you know, if you're a Muslim born and raised in the West, I'm sure your parents say those phrases quite commonly. Um, so I'm sure you're familiar with them. Um, you know, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, La ilaha illallah, MashaAllah, SubhanAllah, I mean, there's plenty of others. Uh, you know, it takes no time at all. It really is a great way to strengthen the blessings in your life. So, that's number six. Now, to cap things off here, number seven, surround yourself with productive, righteous people who do the same. Spend your time with people who remember Allah, right? People who act in accordance with Islam, people who are mindful of their deen, because that is the best way for you to absorb all that and to become a better Muslim yourself, right? But surrounding yourself with people who do the same. Now, I've talked about this previously in other episodes. There's a beauty and a power to having more Muslims in your life and more Muslims in your social circle. You know, spending time with, with Muslim friends, family, colleagues, when you do that, it starts to become a big part of your life, right? And there's that saying, I guess, or some version of this, that uh, you mirror the actions of those that you spend the most time with or something like that, right? You start to adopt the same habits and personality and actions um, that of the people that you spend the most time with. So if you're practicing, if they're practicing Muslims that you're spending a lot of time with 
and they're mindful of their deen and mindful of their relationship with Allah, that'll rub off on you, right? And inshallah, it'll lead to greater blessings in your own life as well. Now, look, if you're anything like me, you might not have a ton of Muslims in your life aside from, you know, say your own family. But that's kind of what I was referring to before. Like these days, I would honestly rather stay at home with my family on a Saturday night or whatever, rather than hang out with some non-Muslim friends who might be engaging in some not so halal things, right? Now, despite the fact that I'm not doing any of it or I'm not engaging in any of it, I am surrounding myself with it. And at the end of the night, I might find myself feeling drained. I don't feel particularly, you know, particularly vibrant. Sometimes I obviously just want to go home. I just want to maybe sit with my family and talk or watch some TV, maybe even read some Quran on my phone or listen to a lecture on YouTube and then just go to sleep, right? At least I'm not putting myself in a situation that might, you know, compromise my deen and stuff. So, so yeah, so spend some time with productive, righteous Muslims and you'll find that your own life uh, starts to mirror theirs, inshallah. And that's it, guys. That's Those are the seven ways, right, in, in which you can increase your barakah, increase your blessings day to day. Um, you know that, you know, if you find that you want to perform more good deeds to garner more blessings in your life, but you don't have the time or the energy to do things like volunteer at a local charitable organization on the weekends or something like that, then these are some great ways to do that, right? Some days that you can incorporate into your daily life already as is things that you can, I guess, do day to day that don't require much effort that you can incorporate into your daily routine, um, all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I think we'll wrap it up there, guys. Uh, apologies if I sounded a little bit hoarse. I think uh, I need to clear my throat <laughs> pretty often. Um, but uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Something different than what I've done before, right? Um, and if you guys are receptive to it, and maybe, you know, if, if you like it, then I might start modeling the episodes uh, with this sort of style moving forward, you know? Maybe relaying a message from a scholar or a presenter um, that I've seen on another video or whatever while I'm incorporating my own opinions and experiences. I think that might be beneficial for all of you listening. So, let me know if you're keen to hear more episodes like this. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Muslim in the Middle. Once again, a friendly, no-pressure reminder email all your stories into info at musliminthemiddle.com. We'd love to hear from you and share your stories on the podcast. Um, also, please head over to uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever the uh, Android uh, version is, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're listed on all of them. Uh, so wherever you can, if you can leave a five-star rating and review, please do. It would mean the world to me and uh, hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. You can head over to the website, uh, musliminthemiddle.com. You can subscribe to the newsletter there as well. And finally, click that donation button on the website. Remember, it's not a donation for the podcast itself. It doesn't go to me or anything like that. I'm not sitting here collecting money from all of you. Um, It goes to a GoFundMe that I've linked with a Sydney-based Muslim charity called Brothers in Need. Uh, Remember, just $1 from each of you. If the listeners of this podcast start stacking up, that could really go a long way. Okay, so yeah, I'll see you all in episode seven. Until then, Allah ma'akum and all the best. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and peace.